Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the bowhunterplanet.com podcast, otherwise known as the BHP podcast, proudly presented by Vanguard Outdoors, Rack Sync, Stealth Cam, Crossman, Skull Hooker, and Beyond the Ears. Some amazing people and amazing products. Bowhunter Planet is your mecca for industry-leading news, videos, content, and much more. Check us out at bowhunterplanet.com. Join the hunt. Hello and welcome to today's show. Uh, as we are fully engaged and underway in the 2018 bow hunting season, uh, we need to stop and think about a very important topic, uh, and that topic is tree stand safety. Now, uh, I know we talk a lot about survival on the show and uh, in the you know in the field and keeping a compass on you at all times and matches and things like that. But today I wanted to share an important story that Jason Dumas wrote uh, for our blog a few years back. I, I really want him to bring that back. Um, and it was, it was an experience he had growing up with a tree sand incident with his father. Um, I asked Jay to record that story to an audio to share with you. So let's listen in now. And, uh, then we'll talk about what we, what we learned from the story. It was the fall of 1994, a full week of bow hunting scheduled for a boy and his father in Northern Michigan. I was 14 years old and had looked forward to this trip for an entire year. This was the first year I was truly hunting on my own for an entire week. Although as young as the age of 12, I began to hunt alone. This was my chance to get a deer of my own. The area we were hunting was located in the northeast portion of Michigan's lower peninsula. My family at one time owned 1,200 acres and a sawmill in Hubbard Lake, Michigan. In the days leading up to the trip, my dad asked if I would like to take a buddy along on the trip. Knowing only a few friends who hunted, I asked my buddy Jim to come with us on the trip. Full of excitement, we waited for Friday and the beginning of our trip. We arrived late Friday and spent the evening at the local bar enjoying dinner and shared hunting stories from years past. My dad was super excited as he had placed a stand in a new location that looked very promising. The next morning we went out for a short morning hunt and had seen some deer, none within shooting range. We decided we should spend a few hours baiting the spots in preparation for the much anticipated evening hunt. After baiting the stands, we went to lunch and caught the end of a college football game before returning to camp for a midday nap. The evening drew near, and we decided to head out a little early. My dad dropped Jim and I off the road's edge, and we walked about 400 yards to our spots from the drop-off location. My dad was hunting about a half mile up the road and had about a 150-yard walk to his stand from where he parked. I arrived in my stand and settled in for the evening hunt. I was full of anticipation. 
This was, in my opinion, the honey hole of the property. In fact, stories have been told after hunting the spot that the trees seemed to turn into deer at dusk. My excitement and anticipation would be cut short. Fifteen minutes after getting into my stand, I heard what sounded like a car horn beeping, coming from the area where my dad dropped Jim and I off. At first, it was several excited sounding horn bursts. I thought, holy cow, my dad had already dropped the big one ten minutes into the hunt. I must remind everyone, this was before the era of cell phones. I assumed he was so excited that he couldn't wait and wanted to come out of the woods ASAP. I began to climb down wondering what he could have possibly shot to be this excited. As he began walking towards the drop-off location, the horn stopped, then blew again. Only this time it was steadily blow, as if someone was laying on the horn. Suddenly, my heart sank. I knew this was something much different than originally thought. I knew he was in trouble. I met up with Jim and as he made my way to the drop-off spot, and he too knew something wasn't right. We both began to run, and as we got closer, we could see my dad slumped over the wheel of the minivan with blood dripping from his mouth. I ran to the driver's side of the van and said, Dad, what's wrong? He replied, I fell. He was barely conscious, and with the assistance of Jim, we rolled him into the back seat. My dad then said, you got to drive me to the hospital, now. Never really driving a vehicle before, I jumped in the driver's seat and began to drive. After reaching the main road, I began to hear my dad moaning with each bump on the road. He said, pull over, I'm not going to make it. I said, yes, you are, and drove on. I knew where the hospital was after making several trips to town with my dad over the years. The drive would take over 35 minutes, and I had a heck of a time keeping the van on the road. My dad lost consciousness several times while en route to the hospital. Upon arrival at the hospital, I ran into the ER and explained the situation. Everyone in the ER looked puzzled and couldn't figure out how I drove, especially after watching the van come to a sudden halt in the emergency drop-off area because I shifted the van into park to stop the van rather than applying the brake. The hospital van removed my dad from the van and began assessing his injuries. I used a payphone with the help of a nice woman waiting in the ER. I called my mother and explained what had happened. She immediately hung up on the phone and said, that's not even something to joke about because of my jokester side. She assumed this was another bad joke. I called back and began to cry and she realized it wasn't a joke. Suddenly the ER doctor approached and said, we may have to fly your dad to U of M due to his injuries. I was in shock. I relayed the information to my mother and sat along with Jim in the waiting area of the ER. Thankfully, we had some distant relatives in northern Michigan who drove and picked us up to take us to their cabin. My uncle, who had normally been on the trip, and my mother arrived that night. The next day, my uncle visited the location of the fall and described an eerie sight. He found a trail through the ferns where my dad had crawled and dragged himself back to the van. Along the trail, several items were found, including a flashlight, release, and portions of clothing. Several trees will topper over as my dad attempted to drive the vehicle out of the woods. All in all, my dad sustained four broken ribs, broken collar bone, and a punctured lung from the fall. He wasn't wearing a safety restraint at the time of the accident. Safety wasn't a major concern in this era, as tree stand hunting was still very new to the sport. The fall from about 20 feet was enough to almost kill him. Ever since the accident, will not hunt without a safety restraint. You owe it to your family, yourself, and the industry to lead by example and encourage safety in the field. This incident had a huge impact on me and directly affected my career choice after graduating high school. I now work as a career firefighter and choose this occupation and chose this occupation after my experience as a boy. I vowed to select an occupation that would allow me to help people after finding out the hard way how important emergency services are when accidents happen. 
I would have done anything to get help from a first responder. Unfortunately, that was not an option on that day and in that location and in that era. This incident could have been much worse. My dad had the will to survive that day and proved it by crawling 150 yards to the van with life-threatening injuries to make sure I didn't find him in the woods dead from the fall. Please, 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 always wear a safety restraint when hunting from a tree stand. Lessons have been learned from accidents like this one described above. Please learn from this and stay safe. Since the accident, my dad has given up hunting as the experience still haunts him as if he was alone in the woods. My dad just celebrated his 54th birthday. Make sure you celebrate many more birthdays and practice safe hunting. I want to take a moment to thank Jay again for his contribution of this story and um, how important it truly is to the outdoorsman that you are paying attention to things like this and hearing these stories. A lot of times I think we get caught up in the momentum of hunting and excitement and all that. and We take shortcuts a lot of shortcuts sometimes the wrong shortcuts and i think in this case being uh bow bow hunting and tree stands being a little newer to the sport uh it was just simply a mistake but today we know better today we have the chance to make that change and make sure that we as bow hunters are being safe and doing the right stuff so that we don't have moments like this um in our history things to not want us to go back to the field or family who is scared to let us go to the field. I mean, let's be honest, the field is a dangerous place, period. You could trip and break an ankle. You could do lots of things, but getting in a tree stand makes it more unsafe, I should say, uh, than most, especially climbing tree stands. You need to be extremely careful with climbers. I've had my own incidents where uh, climbers have fallen out from underneath me and other people I know. I think it happens more often than people even talk about. So definitely be careful climbers. They can be very dangerous. Now, again, there are many factors to the story that contribute to this accident specifically, but luckily he escaped with his life. And that is the most important part. Remember, when you are climbing trees, we have the products that can help keep you safe today uh, and returning to your family. Uh, The number one product is a safety harness. This product is more than worth every single penny, is essential to any hunter climbing in any tree, uh, safety harness is a no-brainer and something you uh, you have to have. It's definitely a requirement if you're going to climb tree stands. The second product is the, a little bit newer than uh, most, and I believe it was introduced by Hunter Safety System. It's called the Lifeline. This is a line that keeps you tied going up and down, uh, going up and coming down. So it's extremely important because sometimes that you fall in just a slip. It could be wet. Your boots don't grab as good as you're hoping or you're cold or you're hot. I mean, something could happen. Uh, basically the two most critical moments of tree stand hunting are climbing up and coming down. Those always have been, uh, two of the most, uh, two of the most important, but let's not forget the tree stand as well. Uh, make sure you're looking at buying the best quality stand you can afford. Don't go cheap on stands. Remember they are holding your life. Uh, so let's not be cheap about that. Hey, get a kid outdoors. Enjoy the, uh, enjoy yourself. I hope you, I wish you, your family, the best of luck this, this fall as you're out there. I'm hoping things go the way you plan. If not, you know what? That happens. Still enjoy yourself in the field. Uh, I hope that you learned a little bit from this, this conversation about safety and you practice safety um, and you're getting, uh, getting the right gear. And again, 
don't buy a tree stand because it's 60 bucks at Walmart. You know, buy a tree stand that's a high quality machine. Look into better brands like Millennium. Look into brands like API. You know, start looking at the, the brands that are, are more expensive, but they are for a reason. Um, just remember, you know, take these things down every year too. Don't leave them up there multiple year, multiple years to wear out and rust and then break on you in the, the, you know, when you need it most. Also, even ladder stands. I know people think ladder stands are the safest, but uh, just this past year we were putting up a ladder stand and I saw uh, a guy setting up a ladder stand and I saw the ladder buckle in the middle and break. And luckily it was tied off at the top and he did not fall fully and it just it bent inward towards the tree, but it snapped. And that was uh, extremely scary to see. So, and I saw that in person. So, anyhow, thanks for listening to the BHP Podcast. We'll see you next time. It's Jamie from the BHP Podcast. Wanted to take a moment to thank our awesome sponsors, Skullhooker Racks Inc., Vanguard Outdoors, Beyond the Ears, Crossman, and Stealth Cam. These sponsors are the rock behind our awesome podcast. Make sure and check them out. Hey guys, can't get enough of the Bowen Plant Podcast? You need more episodes? Well, check us out on Patreon.com. Go to Patreon.com slash BHP Podcast to join the Golden Arrow Club and get exclusive access to new episodes every week. Celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years, Vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of Bowhunter Planet. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.